This podcast is brought to you by Michael Alden, the author of a new book entitled Blueprint to Business, an entrepreneur's guide to taking action, committing to the grind, and doing things that most people won't. In Greg's interview with Michael, they discuss the important elements and traits that are required to become a successful entrepreneur. Michael Alden is a serial entrepreneur with a wealth of experience and a fearless and unstoppable drive. I know you will enjoy learning what can set you apart from the crowd in your business, plus so much more. Please listen to podcast number 646 to hear Greg's wonderful interview with author Michael Alden about his new book, Blueprint to Business. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And Lynn, as I do every time I get on these shows, I thank my listeners um, who at SoundCloud and all across the internet going to Inside Personal Growth have made this show what it is today. Um, hundreds of thousands have listened to these podcasts over the course of 11 years and almost 640 uh, podcasts at this point. So um, we're we're cranking it up. And today joining me from Cape Cod, Massachusetts is Lynn Robinson. And Lynn has a new book out called Put Your Intuition to Work. She's also the author of, did you say six others, Lynn? Oh, I know. I'm always surprised I've written that many books. <laughs> yes. Yep. And of Divine Intuition. And this is how to supercharge your inner wisdom to think fast and make great decisions. Um, so we're going to be speaking with her about it today. Lynn, I'm going to let my listeners know a bit about you. She's a popular speaker and best-selling author whose many books include Divine Intuition, Your Inner Guide to Purpose, Peace, and Prosperity. They have been published in more than a dozen languages. Lynn has a passion for teaching people how to access their intuition and develop it for practical use in everyday life and for discovering and achieving long-term goals. She's been featured on ABC and Fox News and in the Boston Globes, the Chicago Tribune, the New York Times, USA Today. As I mentioned, she lives in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And for those of you who want to learn more about her and all of her offerings, um, you can shop there. There's resources, there's videos, um, and you can find her at Lynn, L-Y-N-N-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N.com, LynnRobinson.com. Well, Lynn, um, you know, intuition is something that I'm deeply into as well, because I believe that, you know, this rational mind is kind of taking over in business. Uh, how do people know that their intuition is speaking with them? Now, I believe that they're clairaudient, clairsentient, or clairvoyant, and they don't always just get a gut feel. Sometimes they hear a voice, sometimes they see something, but how do they know when that's you know, getting in touch with them and they'll be able to discern that intuition over what can be an overpowering voice of the ego. Oh, such a good question. And, and you're right. We all get it in different ways. And sometimes in different circumstances, the intuition comes through in different ways. You know, one of the things I tell people is to, is to think about when you've made a decision in the past or a choice and think about 
what intuition you got about it, um, and how did it come to you? As you said, was it an inner voice? Was it a physical sensation like a gut feeling or tight shoulders or an open heart? You know, those are often the ways that we get the information in a dream, in an aha moment. So thinking back about how you got that information in the past might give you a clue about the predominant way that you receive that intuitive guidance. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, is a way to kind of get in touch with that. And I think that, you know, we don't, we need to be discerning about it. Now, what are the ways we experience intuition and how do we decide to move forward with what we're being told or felt or see or whatever? What is it that you, uh, as somebody as an expert who gives these readings for people as well, um, would guide people on really feeling comfortable with that to move forward? people, and I practice this myself, is to start taking small steps towards what you feel your intuition is indicating. I mean, for example, maybe you're at a job you hate and your intuition is saying, wow, got to do something new. It's time to leave this job. And yet, you know, maybe you've got putting kids through school and you've got a mortgage and other things that are going on financially that makes it impractical to just leave the job. But instead of just saying, I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm just going to stick it out in this job I hate. I would say, um, and or quit your job, you know, start taking some small steps. And what might that look like? It might be taking a class in something that you really enjoy. Um, It might be doing some informational interviews. It might be reading some books. It might be doing some volunteer work in a direction you want to go. So it's almost like it's honoring your intuition to take those next steps. Um, You know, perhaps ultimately you have to take that big risk. But I find that when I take those small steps, synchronicities and uh, coincidences begin to occur. And I find that I'm put in touch with the right people at the right time, or I have the right ideas. You know, so often we kind of focus on, wow, you know, if only I won the lottery, you know, this bag of money would just come into my bank account. But I think that intuition often gives us the, the lottery in a way by giving us ideas, by giving us nudges, by saying, try this you know, this might work, take that step, here's a great idea. Those are all the ways that the, the, the uh, instincts come and kick in to say, here's the right direction. And it does mm-hmm. take courage. Don't you find that when you're trusting your intuition that one of the first things that comes up is, is the fear? Like, what if it doesn't work? Or what if I can't figure it out? Or what if I don't know what to do? And I think that's one of the things I hear over and over again. And I certainly experience it myself. And I think it's very normal to feel that anxiety. But I'm a big fan of feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, you have to be able to embrace the fear because I think um, this for a lot of people, this is an unknown area for somebody like yourself who's been working with it for many years. You, you have a better understanding. It's, it's almost like starting out in a new sport and trying to learn how to, let's say, you know, as a kid, get up there and hit the ball with the bat. You know, you've got to keep doing it. You've got to keep practicing. And I think this is about practicing and kind of asking your intuition because there's always an answer. Um, there's always an answer there. So what are the, some of the ways you would um, guide and direct our listening audience about staying open to intuitive ideas. You know, you just talked about this fear. Okay, so the flip side of the coin is, when if, if I'm not in fear now, how do I stay open? And then how do I either apply or under, better understand? Um, I also think that people get signs and symbols too. 
right? That's right. So yeah. we, we see things like a sign on the road or somebody sends you, I tell people my mom died two years ago. She still sends pennies from heaven. And to Aww. me, those pennies, they come all the time by my car. They're out front of a store. And to me, I've interpreted that as I'm worthy, right? So she's trying to tell me from heaven, I'm worthy. And I think there are these signs and symbols, right? And we need to be open to listening to them. attention to those, yeah. I mean, I, I feel that intuition is our, our inner GPS, our inner compass. And that when we pay attention to it, it does point us in the right direction. And sometimes those come through signs. It might come through a dream. It might come as the, you know, the aha moment that we mentioned earlier. Um, so I think those are all wonderful ways to, to listen to. I also like asking my intuition questions. We often believe that intuition comes unbidden, and, and sometimes it does. It's that, it's that aha moment. But I think asking your intuition questions is a really great way of receiving guidance. So I like asking open-ended questions versus, is it time to leave my job? Or, you know, should I get out of this relationship, yes or no? So open-ended questions are like, um, what do I need to know about this? Or mm -hmm. what's my right next step? Um, right. And as intuition is our inner GPS, I think getting clear, like when we're programming that navigation system in our car, we first get clear, where do I want to go? And sometimes it's a little general. It might be, well, I want a job that really uses my skills and talents. I want something that's really fun. I want to have more community. I mean, it can be even as, as general as that. It doesn't need to be so specific as I want to work for XYZ company with this position. So I, t I write things down. I might create a vision board. I'll write it down as if I already have it. And then I'll just ask my intuition, what, what can I do? And in fact, one of my very favorite techniques is to, it's, a, it's got three parts to it. One is to get clear as possible what, what I want. Like if I could wave a magic wand over you, what would your, and have you have a really fun, successful life, what would that look like? So that's step one. And I meditate every day, so when I get up in the morning, I you know, meditate for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then I do a visualization. And, and this always sounds weird, but I kind of, in my own mind, I talk to myself as if I already have what I want. So for this morning, it was, wow, I, you know, more and more people are coming to me for um, speaking engagements, and I'm really loving teaching people about using intuition in business, and I'm getting more calls from international audiences. So that's my current one. And then what I do as the third step, which to me is the intuitive piece, with my eyes still closed, I just ask, what three things could I do today to move in this new direction? And I try to pay attention to whatever comes that feels interesting or feels exciting or that I'm curious about it. Because I think that's one of the ways that intuition communicates. If it feels draining, boring, enervating, those are the ones I don't do. But every day I do that, what three things could I do to move in this new direction? And, you know, the answers come to me. And so at the end of a work week, I've got 15 things, 15 ways to kind of put the energy out there as I'm following that inner GPS. Well, it's, it's guiding you. And like you said, you're asking your intuition questions. I think uh, the most important thing is you've allowed yourself that opportunity. Um, some people may look at that as weird, but the reality is they need to take a step in that direction. And along that line, you know, I just talked about the pennies from heaven, the physical clues. Um, now, how do people, I went ahead and put my interpretation on the penny but there's all kinds of other uh, physical clues that we get. 
um, that are sent to us. Um, what are some of the stories you have about clues people have gotten that they listened to and had a success as a result of that, or they had something happen uh, that was positive as a result of looking at those clues? Well, I had one that really launched my business. I had been doing that technique, actually, that I just mentioned, and I had been the operations manager of a software company in Boston for a couple of years and was in that place of, I don't really want to do this job anymore. What do I want to do next? And so I was visualizing, I was imagining that I had a successful intuitive reading business, that people were coming to me and wanted, um, you know, to, who were going through change and transition and needed some intuitive insight. So that was what I was visualizing, I was visualizing having a successful business. And what happened next was a friend of mine died. He had been sick for quite a while. I walked into the funeral home and I I kind of heard I heard a voice just saying, sit there. And I was thinking, boy, that's really odd. Usually you don't have kind of assigned seating in a funeral home. Um, but I sat down next to a woman I didn't know and I turned to acknowledge the woman who had said it and there was no one there. It was very mm. weird, even to me now saying it. And what ended up happening, the short version of the story, is that the woman that I, I sat next to ended up being a Boston Globe newspaper reporter. And we ended up chatting about my idea for intuitive readings. I gave her a reading. She wrote an article, and I got 500 people. And that's what, that's what launched my business. But see, those are the things you have to be open to, right? Yeah, you have right. to be open to listening and trying whatever you're being told. And then, hey, if it doesn't work, don't say, oh, well, this didn't work. It right. wasn't the right thing. You have to keep trying those things. You can't stop just because the first one didn't work. Right. And now, boy, Greg, that is such a good thing because to say, because I mean, I, I certainly know, I, I will admit to, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I've been trying this for such a long time and nothing seems to be happening. And yet I think in retrospect, have I overlooked clues or misinterpreted them or just the fact is that sometimes these things take a little while to manifest. Most definitely. And I, and I, you know, I'm a great experimenter that way. And I'm going to encourage my listeners, you know, first you get this hit and you say, okay, I'm going to try it. And it doesn't come out based on your expectation. Don't get attached to the outcome. Yeah. Just work through the process. I think so many of us are saying, you know, our rational mind says, well, this is what should have happened because this is what I envisioned. It doesn't always turn out that way. Sometimes it's, the intuitive works in pieces. It's not giving you a download all at once. It's giving you pieces and is guiding you. So you might say, well, here's one piece of the puzzle. Here's another piece of the puzzle. Oh, well, I got all four pieces. Now I see where this was going. And I think that's an important thing. Um, you know, you speak about Libby Wagner as a poet uh, that it was, is invited into the boardroom. And she says to listen to your inner CEO. Um, can you tell us more about Libby? Because obviously, usually poets don't get, unless you're David uh, White, uh, invited into any CEO situation. But this woman gets invited in, and obviously, she's very much in touch with her intuition. Yeah, I, I interviewed Libby for my for my uh, Put Your Intuition to Work book. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's fascinating. I'm actually finding that more and more businesses, even big corporations, are starting to really listen to um, encouraging the, their people to listen to their intuition. Um, you know, I think we're having to do it. Logic and facts only take us so far. And we are needing to really listen to that right brain. Um, and mm -hmm. the 
side of our brain, the intuitive side, that gives us um, creative ideas, innovation, helps us understand differences, help, helps us to guide us to what we may need to be doing. That's very different than we, you know, our, our corporation or us as individuals may have done um, in the past. I mean, I, I find very few executives, and I think Libby would agree with this, that will, you know, say, well, you know, this is what we've done for the next last 10 years, so of course it's going to be uh, successful in the future. So we're having to listen to that inner CEO. And so Libby does something kind of similar to what I do, although obviously she's a poet, of going into co companies to really teach executives and entrepreneurs and, and leaders how to listen to that, that inner CEO, that intuition. And how do we yeah, and if, it? how can we use it in practical ways in our lives? So, yes. Yeah, and for our listeners, just so they don't forget, if you go to lynnrobinson.com, you can get the put your email address in your name. How to listen to your inner CEO is the free ebook that she's offering at the website. So don't forget to do that. Go to <laughs> um, Lynn's website uh, and lynnrobinson.com, and go there and fill in your name and get that. Okay, so um, you can you speak with us about this intuitive log that you mentioned in the book? Um, why should somebody want to keep a log of this? Yeah, an intuitive log is asking your intuition questions, and mm -hmm. I I keep an I keep it um, right beside my desk, and so throughout the day I just will ask some questions. You know, who's the best person to contact about this? What's my right next step? What do I need to know? I find that doing it longhand versus doing it on my keyboard works for me. Um, some people may want to keep it in their computer, but I find it's like writing it out longhand somehow helps me kind of focus on my right brain a little bit more than my left brain. So I will just write answers that I get. It sometimes, and most often, it's like fragments of answers or fragments of information. It comes through very quickly, almost like you're Googling the question and you kind of get a download of information. And why I like keeping the log for beyond the obvious you know, reason that I've got some answers there that I've written down is that I can then go back and say, you know, what was I asking about six months ago? And what was the answer? And how did that turn out? And how did I get that information? How did it come through to me? Because as you alluded to earlier, Greg, I, I believe that intuition is a skill that we can all develop and really rely on. I mean, I think we're all born with it, but it's so easy to discount it and push it aside and ignore it that it sometimes starts to go quiet on us. So when mm -hmm. we're an intuitive log, we're asking questions, we're writing down the answers, we're valuing it. It's kind of like we're developing that intuitive muscle um, to, uh, you know, uh, give, give us some information about what our next steps are and how, how we can go towards what our intuition is indicating. So one of the things, Lynn, that um, you talk about in the book is you state that when we're listening intuitively, listening with our body, our mind, and our heart, um, do you have any suggestions or ideas to the listening audience about, okay, you, I, I know you just said you, you meditate every morning. I do that. I do yoga. I do a lot of different things to kind of tune up to this. What are some of the things that you can tell our listeners would help them to prepare to get these downloads from their intuition? Well, you know? I do find that meditating is helpful. I don't always get the information right when I'm meditating. In fact, that's somewhat rare for me. But what mm -hmm. I do find is that when I ask the questions, 
at some point later in the day, the answer pops in or an idea pops in. Um, I had a, a, a group that I gave, a, re, uh, gave a, a talk to on how to listen to your inner CEO, and a guy it was a group of engineers, and he came up to me afterwards, and he said, you know how engineers always have a pocket protector for their pens? He said, I put a little intuition card in there. And so he, he described writing a question on a 3 by 5 card, keeping it in his, his pocket all day. And he said throughout the day, ideas would pop in his mind. So not unlike kind of a different form of, a, of your um, the, the journal. Um, I, you know, I also find that just taking a walk really helps, getting out in nature, pushing away from the desk. The other thing that I, I feel is very important is to watch your self-talk. And that may sound kind of like a funny thing to say in terms of intuition, but when people start saying things to themselves like, oh, I'm not good at that, or why isn't this working, or I've got to find a solution to this problem, and they're working on the problem rather than the solution, you know, saying things to yourself like, I'm not good enough, or I can't figure this out, or I must be unlucky, I almost think of those as intuition preventers or blockers. So when you say to yourself things that are more um, positive, um, that, you know, I know I'll figure this out, and I know an answer will come, and here's where I want to go, and I I'm inviting some in, welcoming some insights about what's next and what I could do. Those, again, answer may not pop in immediately, but the information will come in. And often when you least expect it, you're walking the dog, you're taking the train home from work, you're taking a shower, blow drying your hair, those are often when the information comes in. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting because um, Stephen Kotler, the uh, just wrote a book called The Rise of Superman, Abundance. He's written a bunch of books. And, you know, he talks a lot about flow and intuition. And it, I, I look at the people who are pushing the boundaries and there are some boundaries being pushed to try and access intuition. Uh, as a matter of fact, microdosing on psychotropics, right? So... Mm -hmm. I, it really gets pretty deep. I mean, you obviously, I'm not advocating that for people, but um, there are people on the New York Stock Exchange and places that are doing this uh, to basically get these downloads and hits and get into flow and intuition. So it's pretty interesting what's going on out there, what we're trying yeah. to do um, in, in the business world to actually hack flow and hack intuition. People are actually, you know, they, they try and hack it. They're saying, okay, so how do I make this happen. Um, and they found that you, you can a little bit. Now you mentioned that enthusiasm is important in helping us make decisions on our intuitive downloads. Right. Uh, you suggest using our vitality meter to determine if we're on track. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about enthusiasm and what you're referring to as the vitality meter? Yeah. Um, I believe that enthusiasm is one of the ways that intuition speaks to us. It's the, the root of the word is from Greek um, and, and theos, and it literally means God within or guidance within. So, you know, when you're facing a decision about something, I tell people to put, you know, think about their inner vitality meter, which, so if you're thinking about, about a bunch of options, maybe you've got half a dozen of them, which ones are you drawn to? And is there one that leaps to your attention or does one feel really draining or boring to you, which would indicate that's not my, you know, my best option. 
Is there an excitement about one? I mean, sometimes you feel it as a physical, visceral sensation. Sometimes it's just like, wow, I really want to act on that. Your hand's already on the keyboard or picking up the phone to make the call. Those are the ones that I believe that that's how intuition communicates. Um, so, I mean, you know, I like when I'm faced with a decision to put a bunch of options down on the page. You know, is, is it time to leave my job or should I be taking a class? Should I, how, you know, should I be talking to this person or that person? Um, and then you just kind of see how does that feel to you? I mean, on a very basic level, if you have to make a decision about something, um, you try the decision on for size and you say, you know, is Greg's podcast a good one for me to be on? And I felt excited about it, so I sent you an email. <laughs> but if I felt like, no, I don't think so, that one doesn't feel right, then I wouldn't have acted on it. So really just getting into practice with um, listening to that inner vitality meter, I think it yeah. really points us in the right direction. Well, like you said, in, in theos or enthusiasm comes from God. And let's face it, we're talking about something that's outside the rational mind that frequently the subconscious is this great treasure trove and storage place for all this data. But to have these aha moments is about going beyond and then connecting it to something you already know, which is frequently how you have these epiphanies. Um, now, you state that prayer is the primary way we talk to God about our concerns and that intuition is one of the ways that God answers us. You have a story in the book about Mae McCarthy, which we were speaking about before. And she's uh, speaks about this chief spiritual officer. Um, tell us about you know this story and what what's ref what she's referring to as this chief spiritual officer. Yeah, yeah. May wrote a book called The Path to Wealth, and I understand that you've um, you've interviewed her before. Mm -hmm. And May has a whole team that she um, she feels are with her in in spirit. Um, she has a chief spiritual officer. She has chief marketing officers and various. And I think that that's a wonderful technique and one that I've used ever since I interviewed May myself. So as part of my meditation in the morning, um, I just say, look, here's what I want to. I'm feeling guided to accomplish in my work. You know, I want to be doing more international speaking. I want to have more clients. I, um, you know, please help me with this. And I, I kind of, and I, this is what I you know, borrowed from May, is to just ask each one of those various um, uh, chief spiritual officer or chief marketing officer or anybody else on my team, could you help me with this today? Here's what I want to accomplish. And, you know, again, I will hasten to add that it doesn't always happen immediately. You know, the phone doesn't ring or the email doesn't come in. But what I find is over and over again when I focus on that committee and ask for help, and you can think about it any way that you want to. I don't think, I mean, I think of it as my spirit guides. I know that's very woo-woo to a lot of people, especially in business. If you want to think of it as your subconscious mind is kind of helping you, more power to you. That's another way of thinking about it. Um, but I think that when you ask for help, you say, here's where I want to go. And, you know, and what I find over and over, ever since I started using that technique, is that I find that more and more synchronicities begin to occur. Um, mm -hmm. The right people come into my path and the right ideas come in. I'm drawn to the right you know, podcasts or magazine articles or overhear conversations. And they're all kind of drawing me to, you know, greater success or greater happiness or whatever it is that I'm focused on. Well, you know, I look at these podcasts that I've done over the years and, you know, it's interesting you say that because I'll go back sometimes to these archives and, you know, I look at the numbers of people that have listened um, because, you know, this is a place where people 
will type in the internet and they'll type in intuition and they'll say podcast and it pops up. And, you know, I see some of these interviews that I did that started off with a hundred listens that now have four and 5,000 people that have listened to them. So it's really one of those magical kind of things where you say, well, how does that multiply? Well, if you're patient, it multiplies over time. And I think that's where people have to be patient. Now, in in our last question here, I think this is an important one. You mentioned that frequently we'll feel scared or we'll feel anxious that there are signs that our intuition is giving us a gentle nudge. What advice do you have for the listeners who might be in a rut about their job or a marriage or a relationship, but they're afraid to do anything about it, yet their intuition is speaking with them very loudly and they're ignoring it? Yeah, and I think that what happens when you ignore it for long enough is is you get kind of hit upside the head, <laughs> for, symbolically anyway, by your intuition. Because intuition will give you a little hint, and then it will give you a nudge, and then it will give you a push, and then it gives you a shove. And then it, it's like if you're not paying attention or not taking action on it, it tends, it tends to create a crisis or a drama that you get fired or you get into legal trouble or, you know, one in the partnership has an affair or something like that. So it's important to not, to to really pay attention to those little nudges that you get. Um, I mean, one of the ways that intuition speaks to us is if we're discontented in some area in our life, that's intuition saying, hey, we're ready to help you create a change. You're unhappy here. You know, what is it that you want? I mean, I think that intuition is something that's always guiding us to a greater purpose, a greater happiness, more joy, more success, more abundance. So if there's something that you're disconnect, you're, you're feeling uh, uh, discontent about and feeling a longing about, that's your intuition saying a change is needed. And then the question becomes, what do I need to do about this? What's my right next step? How can I take my next step in faith here to move in the direction of what my intuition is indicating? And it is so true. I think the the most important thing that you've been telling people is to wake up. Um, Many people out there don't even know it exists, but this book is about waking up. It is a business slash motivational book. And um, I want to conclude our interview here, Lynn, with uh, Mae McCarthy's quote, because I think it's just so valuable. She says, put your intuition to work. It's a, uh, put your intuition to work is a wonderful illustration of the use of intuition as a valuable success tool in the workplace. Uh, Lynn Robinson shows us how we can harness the power of intuition to experience more happiness, health, and prosperity in every area of our business and personal lives. This is a must read for anyone who'd like to achieve a higher level of success. And uh, Lynn, I would say that's true. It's a great read. It's laid out well. Um, And you can get this at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any of the best booksellers. Uh, go to Lynn's website. It's uh, lynnrobinson.com. There you will find resources, speaking events, media, blog, testimonials, um, and you also can shop on her website as well. Lynn, thanks for being on with us. Thank you so much, Greg. It was really a pleasure talking to you. 